you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Welcome to Good Morning Football, presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky, live in New York City, Thursday, December 28th. I'm Jamie Erdahl. There's Kyle Brandt, Jason McCourty, and Peter Schrager, who we have not properly covered the fact that his photo was updated in the open on Good oh, Morning yeah. Football. On yeah. Monday, we were all at home, and we wanted to give it its due. Mm-hmm. Tuesday, there was a lot of business to get to. Wednesday, Kyle was near. I was about to do it. I'm like, no, I need Kyle here to do yeah. this. Peter, how are you feeling? Feels great. Um, I like that I'm in a shirt and a jacket, and today I'm in an Angry Runs t-shirt and some <laughs> Lululemon yeah. joggers. So just shows the diver, the you know, my 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 versatility. I can yeah. go. Did you well, listen? It was I gave it to you for Christmas. That's, That's a very nice gift. It was my Christmas present to you. I would never Peter, do it myself, so thank you. That's Peter had a gift. five and a half year old picture of him mm-hmm. in the show open, mm-hmm. and now we got it's crisp. You look good. Tan. Yeah, tan. I, you know what I said? I said to the, I said go find something in Peter. Make it be from June yep. or August. Mm-hmm. That's that's when all our pictures mm-hmm. were taken. We we look like zombies now. Before, yeah. Back then we look terrible now, but back then we looked yeah, we were hot. It was yeah. all business. You're all business. You're smiling. You're yeah. delivering news left and right. I bet the shots there were a lot of options. That uh, angry runs T-shirt. Do you pay for it or is that a gift? Is yeah. that a gift from Kyle? I gave him to. Wow. Yeah, I got one for you too. Whatever you he wants. knows, I like Jameer Gibbs. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, so the fine folks at at Homage and Kyle came yeah. together, and I figured Cowboys Lions. What better shirt to wear than good. Mm. the lovely sweater? Over. Okay. Oh look, there there there's new shot. Okay. I mean. Peter, you look like 007. I feel great. Yeah. I feel great. I'm re- I feel like you know, who? Bradley Cooper. Hello. Yes. <laughs> What's with the font? Peter. I don't know. Yeah. It was in the middle of the Peter, very good. We're, I'm so up. happy that you have that updated. Uh, time for the lead block. <laughs> Massive matchup this weekend. It's week 17. Look at the top of the NFC. It's the 11-4 Detroit Lions taking on the 10-5 Dallas Cowboys in Dallas. That is important for the okay. Cowboys. No, games being played in Dallas. And while the Lions have won their last two games, the Cowboys have lost their last two. Buffalo and Miami on the road. Here's Dak Prescott on the mood of the locker room heading into week 16, 17. 
pissed for sure. Um, but but this resilient, I guess, uh, to answer that and understanding that that one was close. Uh, got away from us, obviously, on the road. Could have been a, a, a good one, particularly saying the road right against a, against a playoff team. Um, and just didn't get it done. Uh, but it's just been about for everybody to be accountable, look themselves in the mirror, say, what more can I do individually? And then understanding if we do that, commit to that uh, collectively, uh, we'll, we'll continue to, to, to get better and we'll get over this. No doubt about it. All right, so Dak and the Cowboys are in the crosshairs right now. Two straight games where they went on the road and lost. They go back home where they haven't lost all season. Nope. They're sitting there in that five seed. If they're the five seed, they've got to go on the road the whole way through the playoffs. There are no home games. Um, they play the current three seed. What makes Detroit's situation interesting, I mentioned this yesterday, right now they don't have the tiebreaker over the 49ers or the Eagles, but if they win out mm-hmm. and the 49ers lose one of their next two games, Commanders or Rams, mm-hmm. the Detroit Lions would be the number one seed and would have home field throughout the playoffs. So there is your playoff picture. Very interesting, and the irony is Matthew Stafford and the Rams could be the ones putting the Lions at the one seat if they take care of their business. And, Peter, we know that that uh, Sean McVay-Kyle Shanahan matchup would be oh so sweet if the Rams were able to accomplish that. But let's focus on the task at hand. It's Lions-Cowboys. What do you think ultimately decides this Saturday night special, Peter? If the Lions want to be spoilers or not. I feel like Saturday night is a coronation for the Cowboys. It's like, all right, you guys been on the road. Come home. It's a Saturday night standalone game. You've got Troy and Joe on the call. You've got Lisa Salters on the sideline. I'm sure ESPN is sending an army of people to do pregame all day long. It's December 30th on a cold Saturday. Everyone's going to be home. And then Jimmy Johnson is going to be inducted into the Ring of Honor. This is a ceremony for that. This feels like homecoming week. Like, this is it. You guys have been on the road. We're welcoming you back. Let's go roll over our opponent, and let's put one of our legends of the Ring of Honor, which is long overdue. And the Lions don't play like that. Last year, at the end of the season, all the Packers had to do was win a game, mm-hmm. and they go to the playoffs, and the Lions were like, nah, we have nothing to yeah, play for. Cool. We, we have this to play for. Smacked them. Smacked them. Aaron Rodgers' last game as a Green Bay Packer, despite yep. four MVPs, was a loss at home in a win-and-in situation in Week 18 on Sunday Night Football when they got absolutely destroyed by a Ben Johnson offense that was pushing all the right buttons late in the game, going for it on fourth down, doing hook and laterals. They found out before the game that they couldn't get couldn't in. Couldn't get in. They had yep. nothing to play for. They, it was what a letdown. Seattle beat the Rams. The Lions were Top. eliminated. And they're like, who cares? Let's beat them anyway. Let's go awesome. win. It was awesome. Week one, the Chiefs put a banner up to, <laughs> to celebrate their Super Bowl. Oh, this is it. We're the team. It's going to be a Chiefs coronation. You're giving me the Lions? The Lions. Might be a nice story. A little over their heads here to give them week one. They go into Arrowhead week one. Travis Kelsey not on the field. Um, and they beat them. They beat them. How about last week? The Vikings. If the Vikings win out, they are still in the playoffs. They can still win the NFC North. They go into Minnesota. And they take care of business. And Gibbs is breaking ankles. And Justin Jefferson can have 1,000 yards. And yet... Who spoiled the party? The Lions. They are the party spoilers. I'm wearing this Jameer Gibbs Angry Runs t-shirt today because I think we're all ready to just say, Cowboys will win this one. The Lions have already clinched. They've got nothing really to play for. The Cowboys have everything to play for. They still have the NFC East. The Lions can flip the table. That's what they do. They did it last year against the Packers. They did it this year against the Chiefs. And they did it last week against the Vikings in Minnesota. They like going on the road and ruining your coronation. I think the Lions can come ready to play. And I think Campbell gets them up to play. I I think the Lions are going to win this game. Mm. 
But, Peter, the, the, the Cowboys Peter. are at home. They're undefeated at home. They score 1,000 points when they're at home. And Dak Prescott and the whole crew. And to your point, I look at this game and you say, what's going to decide it? I look at the Detroit Lions backfield. David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs, these two guys, if they're going to win this game, it's going to be on the backs of them. Because you look at what Detroit Lions football is made of. You think of Dan Campbell. You think of grit. You think of toughness. A downhill running back in David Montgomery. But you can't confuse it with just that. As tough as Dan Campbell is, this is an offense and a team that Jameer Gibbs represents the elect electricity that they have, the ability to hand the ball off to him and he breaks a 70-yard run or he snatches somebody's ankles. I think it's these two guys, when you're attacking Dallas's defense, we know of Micah Parsons, we know of Demarcus Lawrence and their ability to get after the quarterback. The way to defeat them is to run the ball downhill directly at yep, them. Yep. We watched Buffalo do it a few weeks ago when they were in okay. Buffalo and we watched James Cook have the game of his life and it was built off handing the ball and running behind your offensive line. So I'm looking at this game, you say, all right, what is going to be the factor, I think, is can the Cowboys stop the Lions in their run game? Because these two guys, I think it was 134 yards they combined for Mm -hmm. this past week. 185 the week before that against the Denver Broncos. Gibbs and Montgomery, those are going to be the two-headed monster that lead Detroit if they're able to win this Mm -hmm. game. Two very good teams, both headed to the playoffs. I think it comes down to coaching. I look at Dan Campbell. See, Peter, I think the Lions already had their coronation. I want to know where they're coming from here. Let's go back a month for the Detroit Lions. It's not going well. They lose to the Bears. You're starting to hear same old Lions. It's kind of falling apart. Dan Campbell has this big emotional game against the Broncos, and Sean Payton, his mentor, crushed him. Just absolutely crushed him, probably, and accelerated the end of the Russell Wilson thing. Next week, you beat Minnesota. You're the champs. You're having a home playoff game. You did it. You did it. Very easy to show up in Dallas and lose. Just show up and do What the hell for, man? Like, we, we've already accomplished it. We're already going to be the champs. Sure, we could have the one seed, but I think mentally, I'd like to see how the Lions show up in this game because this is a Campbell motivation type week. Got to stay up. Got to stay strong. Got to stay hungry. Also, this time of the year, Jason, back me up here. This is when the players maybe get a little tired of hearing the same voices week after week, month after month, especially if that voice is that voice and it's very loud and it can maybe wear on you a little bit. You got to try to hit different beats, different notes. That's when you like you try a different motivational strategy. You have someone else speak. But they've had two weeks of kick-ass football, and now you go to Dallas and pretty much you're, you're rich. You know, like you've done it. Like you, you print the T-shirts, print the hats. We already got them. We're we're having a playoff game. Smoke the cigars. Yeah, I mean, what the hell? Like, sure, we'd love to win this game, but is the end of the world? Is there a lot of pressure on us to win this game? Not really. Oh darn, we lost 37 to 26. Don't do that. Don't do that. Get this game. Be greedy. Can you imagine the Lions finish 13 and 4 and at the damn one seed? Mm-hmm. Like that's what you're going for. If it's if it's not, it's never enough. So I look at Campbell. How does the team show up early? Are they a little flat? Are they a little lackadaisical? Or does Campbell have them, even despite the success? looking to slit somebody's throat. Like, that's the, what Dan Campbell wants. Let's see if they show up. I'm looking at him. Yeah, but everyone's voice sounds a little less annoying when you've won 11 games. So I feel like while his motivation, <laughs> you know, may get old at times or great on you, like, they're winning and it's working. So I don't know. Maybe that works if it's like an 11 loss season, but maybe not if it's 11 win season. All right, so let's talk Dallas specifically, the quarterback or the defense. That sound from Dak Prescott was interesting because the first word we heard out of his mouth, he goes, well, we're pissed if you want to ask how the locker room is. I'm curious how pissed Dak Prescott is because we have essentially written Dak Prescott off from that MVP conversation. Mm -hmm. Dead and done. You lost these two games. You were terrible at Buffalo. And Lamar Jackson is kind of the come running guy in the MVP conversation. But to look at this one more time. Those are stat comparisons where Dak is leading and dang near every category. 
besides the rushing yards thing. Can Dak have a campaign, Peter, in the last two weeks where he explodes? Because the story is a real thing. But can the story be in the final two weeks of his season he just goes off and and just proves himself? Or do you think the defense is going to be where it's at for Dallas? I don't think Dak can win MVP. I know it's it's, it's empirically, you can look at the numbers, and a lot of people have done this. They said, well, look at Baker Mayfield's numbers compared to Lamar Jackson's. Baker's numbers have been better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just not it's it's not a stat driven thing. It's, it's not, not in your heart. It's a narrative thing, and it's it's voted on not by players, not by coaches, but by writers who look for stories. And I don't think the Dak Prescott story this year, even if they win the final two games, is going to warrant him the MVP. I actually think the defense is more important this weekend too. I think Dak's going to play well. He's played well all season. He's going to be great at home as he always is. The defense needs to find a way to stop this Ben Johnson offense with, like you said, Gibbs and Montgomery, but also Amon Ross, St. Brown, and Jamison Williams and Laporta. I think it's going to be a shootout, and I think the defense needs to make a stop. I look at this season has been a, a season of, of sanities. You know, we had Dobbs sanity, Jake Browning was running the world, Tommy DeVito. Remember when the face of the NFL was Deron Bland? <laughs> this, we had Bland sanity, and it went through Thanksgiving, and he would have a pick six every five minutes, and the kettle, and it was like, oh, my God, can a defensive player, a cornerback for the Cowboys, win MVP? There was a night against the Seahawks. It didn't go that well, and a lot of the bland sanity ended because DK Metcalf, like, just did unholy DK Metcalf's things. It's tough to play DB in the NFL. And I'm like, has Deron Bland been on the team? Do they cut him? I haven't heard his name in six weeks. He's out there. He's playing. He's not targeted that much, but he's going to be in this game. I would love a, a resurgence, a, a bland assance, maybe, <laughs> if, from the sanity to the assance. You mentioned Amos St. Brown. He comes out of the huddle making catches. They got all kinds of weapons. Deron Bland, there was a time, and it was November, when you were like, this guy's Dion. It's unbelievable. He's Dion and Rivas and Champ. I need a big, a, a bland assance against Detroit. I'd like him to come back. Jason, we were bland celebrating Bland assance. Yeah. No, no doubt about it. I was, I was, was I couldn't be singing his praises any louder, and we haven't heard from him. But I'm looking at Dak, and of course I think the Dallas defense, they have to respond after giving up the drive to Miami last week after Jack drove him down there. But Dak has been so good at home in this offense, and the Lions defense has struggled. I mean, Nick Mullins gave the ball away to them multiple times. He also threw for 400 yards in that game this past week. So I think if Dak Prescott's able to go out there and have the type of game that we saw over the last several weeks until he ran into Buffalo and then the drive that he had in Miami to give them the lead. I think that's going to be what gets them over the top. And I actually think, Strike, you saying the Lions, I think the Cowboys can win this game because I think Dak can go out there and have one hell of a game in a shootout. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's going to be fantastic Saturday. A fleet of ESPN people are going to provide wall-to-wall as they prepare for a bowl season. Exactly. You don't usually make game predictions in the middle of the week. Thursday. You like the line. I got carried away. No, no, you did it. Peter, you said it. I got that time of the year. Maybe because Peter's a party spoiler sometimes, so he feels Peter likes the line. Yeah. Tom Pelissero, good morning to you. Less thrilling news out of Denver emerged yesterday. What is the latest with their quarterback? Jamie, the Broncos are benching Russell Wilson and will start Jarrett Stidham on Sunday against the Chargers. I am told that Wilson was shocked. He was hurt by the decision. The reality was, though, this was always a possibility if 2023 played out the way that it has in Denver. You got a couple of different components here. One of them is financial. The Broncos owe Wilson $39 million fully guaranteed in 2024. He also has $37 million in 2025 that's guaranteed for injury only until this coming March. In other words, if Wilson were to continue playing and suffer a significant injury, the Broncos could end up with on the hook for that money two years from now. 
Having said that, the Broncos played Wilson the first 15 games. He could have gotten hurt at any point. There were various conversations at different points about potentially adjusting that contract. It did not happen. The fact, though, that the Broncos are having Wilson active as their number two quarterback behind Stidham certainly points to the fact that this is not entirely a financial decision because if something happens to Stidham, Wilson will be right back in the lineup. The other component here is about football. And as Sean Payton said yesterday, it's about trying to find a spark for this offense. Wilson's personal statistics have been pretty solid through the course of this season, but the reality is the Broncos are 25th in total offense. They are 25th in passing offense. They can't change out all the wide receivers, the whole offensive line. The one move that they can make is at the quarterback position, and so it will be Stidham coming in in the same spot that he was a year ago taking over for Derek Carr down the stretch. This all comes at the, a time where the Broncos are still alive in the playoff chase. They would have to win their next two and either have the Chiefs lose Lose two to win the AFC West or else win these last two and get a lot of help in the wild card race. Beyond this, as we go forward towards March here, obviously a big decision of Russell Wilson's future is looming. Not entirely out of the realm of possibility that Wilson could be back in Denver, maybe with a restructured contract. Wilson, though, got on Twitter slash X last night, sounded like a man moving on, tweeting, God's got me looking forward to what's next. In other news, Texans quarterback C.J. Stroud returned to practice on a limited basis Wednesday for the first time since he suffered a concussion back on December 10th. Coach D'Amico Ryan said Stroud is in stage four of the concussion protocol. That's where you're allowed to practice on a limited basis. The additional steps here move to full participation. That could happen as soon as today. Make sure that Stroud's body and his brain react well. If it does, then he needs a final clearance from an independent neurologist. Everything seems to be tracking for Stroud to be back in the lineup for a huge game on Sunday against the Titans. Meanwhile, Week 17 kicks off tonight. It's the Browns and the Jets, and we still have a question about a guy for Cleveland who absolutely went off a week ago. That is Amari Cooper, the wide receiver, who is listed as questionable because of a heel injury. My understanding is Cooper is hopeful that he's going to play, but he's listed as questionable, and status is truly up in the air. The short weeks are tough. There may or may not be a pregame workout. Cooper knows his body really well. They'll get a better sense for Murray Cooper's availability as we get closer to kickoff tonight. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, hey, hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm -hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? 
Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self, and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. All right, let's get to business. Time right. to throw down Thursday. We're going to stay in Cleveland. I asked you guys this, Jason. What is the better story so far this season? Mm. Is it the off-the-couch, out-of-the-carpooling, Joe Flacco-led Browns, or is it the experience we have seen from start to finish with the NFC North champion Detroit Lions? So happy for Joe Flacco. You know, it's Christmas time. Kids are home from school. No, it's yeah. Christmas break. Oh, yeah. He could be at home. All day long. Hell on earth, baby. <laughs> he's hell on he's earth. getting a chance to be out Guantanamo. there football in meetings as long as they can Yes. But I'm going with the Detroit Lions as the better story. This is a franchise that won their first division in 30 years. It's been so long, and they got an opportunity to do that this season. You just look at it. Dan Campbell's only in his third year, and he took over where the Lions have finished fourth in the division for three years prior, and then they were 3-13 and 13 in his first year, fourth in the division, and then next thing you know, he has turned that thing around. They are in first place, winning the division. That, to me, is a huge feat. You watched them last week with the T-shirt and the hats on, and Aiden Hutchinson and Alex Anzalone are dancing in the locker room. To me, that is the greatest story going on right now. Hutchinson's built different, isn't he? He is. He's got some Kelsey in him. He, like he does. Can, you know what I'm saying? He can move like that. It's I like that. Impressed. He does. Uh, I if I'm a Hollywood script writer and you're giving me these two scripts and you're saying which one's the better story, which one is perfect for this time of year, I'm thinking it's Carpool Lane Dad um, riding coach uh, and a flight to Cleveland to try out for the team and then is in the playoffs in a couple of weeks. I, he's only played four games. It feels like it's the story of the season. I got to go the Browns. This Flacco story is so improbable. The Lions, I'm not going to doubt that. That was cool. Mm-hmm. And it's the first time they won since 93, and it's a better team story. The Flacco story specifically, because he's their fourth quarterback <laughs> with down to, like, that's Kareem Hunt that he's handing them. Like, th- this team is just, it's what? Who? They've lost two of their starting offensive tackles. They don't flinch. They've lost three quarterbacks. They don't flinch. They go to Flacco off the couch and 10 years removed from winning Super Bowl MVP. And I don't think he's won a playoff game since. I don't think the, I don't think the Ravens won another playoff mm-hmm. game with Flacco since that Super Bowl. He's going to be in the playoffs again. They're going to win tonight. And then the Browns, who knows? I don't want to face him. I got to go. And I'll, I'll, I'll ask the table this. Mm-hmm. Can you win comeback player of the year if you play in just six games? Yeah. I'm just curious about putting him on the list. I, I, think, I think you can. I mean, I, you, you could win it if there's not another breakout candidate to win it. You know, I, I don't know who the, that who's the I'm going to say Joe Flacco might be at NFL Honors if he's not playing in the Super Bowl and accepting Comeback Player of the Year despite only playing in the month of December. Well, what's the DraftKings odds on Comeback Player of the Year right now? Do I we don't have know. Like, does the fact that Hamlin stepped on the field just give him the award? I, it's such a weird thing to debate. 
I think yeah. I think Demar Hamlin's been highly decorated yeah. and rewarded and heralded as he should. The Flacco one is I don't know. Is there, is there some... anyone else? He's actually, uh, um, according to many betting sites, Flacco yeah. is second right now. Who's first? To who? Uh, to Demar. Oh, all right. And well, other others on the list are Baker Mayfield, yeah. uh, Stafford, Baker. and Tua. Baker deserves it Baker. more than Flacco does. Baker over yeah. Flacco. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I, but listen, as you know, Peter, most scripts right now are written by AI. If yeah. the AI returned the script saying. Joe Flacco, with, we'd be like, no, that's stupid. That's not going to happen. What are you, idiots? Do it again. This Joe Flacco with the Browns. Like, you, you're terrible. Shut up. Uh, I think it's Flacco, too. You know why? Because the Lions did what they're damn supposed to do. Okay. That's not that great of a story, and I won't patronize them by saying how cute they are that they won it. They were the favorites going in to win it. They ended last year in a fury. They executed. They won. That is not a great story. It's, it's, it's just... Good football. That's all it is. The story of Joe Flacco on the dam. And how about this story? What if, just hear me out, AFC title game, Browns, Ravens. Go. With Flacco going to Baltimore. We've already talked about Stafford going back to Detroit in the NFC. Flacco going back to Baltimore in the AFC. That'd be incredible. Imagine if he does that place. I think it's the Flacco. I like the Lions, but they're so good. They don't. They're not deserving of this. Is such a cute story. I like Flacco. Is that's not the question? Is that cute story? No, best it's story. A better story. My my answer is Flacco and a runaway. You runaway. can't deny like the a- Lions just because yes, they are playing good football. The people of Detroit have been waiting for this, just the way we would treat the Cowboys as a great story and a great turn <laughs> turnaround thirty years later. You still have to allow the Lions for it to be a story, despite it being really good football. The experience of a Lions fan from Detroit or wherever you may be has been incredible. Joe Flacco, while he has a great following, the Lions, just the fan base in general, they are living a fairy tale right now in the turnaround that have however long it's been. All right? Don't it's agree. not just cute. Yeah. Don't agree. <laughs> it's the fairy tale lines, fans. Your fairy godmother came and magically gave you. I don't know. Don't don't. Both you're a good can exist. Team. Both can exist. It can be a good story and good football at the same time. All right, let's head out to LA, mm-hmm. where the Rams have had some big contributions from rookies, but none other than Peter's guy. September eighth, he just throw away line Puka Nakua. Now Puka's got two games left of the schedule, and as you can see, some rookie records are well within reach. It's a great full screen with great names on it right now. Who do you think is the better shot at winning Offensive Rookie of the Year? Puka Nakua or what we thought was a longtime front runner for the way he started 75% of his season, rookie quarterback for the Texans, CJ Stroud. This is tough. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. This is tough. I love some Puka Nakua, the way he plays the game, the toughness and all of that. I'm going to go CJ Stroud on this one. And what you just said, he was a front runner for most of the season. And I just look at the story of what could be for the Houston Texans as we stand here right now today. CJ Stroud goes down against the New York Jets. He misses two games. Case Keenum comes in, he beats the Tennessee Titans, and they lose this past week to the Cleveland Browns. CJ Stroud has been practicing. All arrows point to him returning. Right now, the Houston Texans are in the eighth spot. They're out of the playoffs right now. If they're able to beat the Tennessee Titans, that gives them a Week 18 matchup against the Indianapolis Colts in a possible win-and-end scenario. I look at it and I think I'm giving him the best-case scenario because I'm saying if C.J. Shaw can go out there and win these last two games and get his team into the playoffs after missing two games with injury, I think that is the story that propels him to the rookie of the year and gives it back to him over Puka Nakula. Here's my take. Bill Groman is not the mark. That's from 1960. Let's go Super Bowl era here. We don't do 19. We don't do 1920s stats. Bill Groman was for the 1960s Oilers. The, the 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 stat there is is too far behind. Okay, that's that's a Jefferson record. And Waddle, 
is 104, but that's in 17 games. If you want to go just 16 games, it's 101. That's Anquan Bolden. He could break that with six catches. The Groman family is pissed right now. Groman did it. Like, I don't even know what that uh, – Daryl LaMonica throwing him passes. I, I can't give you Groman. I want to do Super Bowl era where the league had rules like we have now. And I'm going to go with, with Puka on this one. I think if Puka does it this week against the Giants in 16 games – one more time, the full screen. 16 games. Let me see the math here. Or is that Groman, get out of here. And this one, these are not the right numbers. These are, I don't know what, Groman did it in like six games. I have no idea who Groman is. I did deep dive. I've never heard of that person in my life. The researchers found this from 1960. I want modern, and I think it's Justin Jefferson is modern, and that's like 1,400 yards. So he's got to do that. He's got to have about 60 yards against, the, or 90 yards against the Giants, and he needs like eight catches to do the 17 game, but the 16 game, which would be this week, yeah. would be would be Anquan Bolden at 101. I, if he breaks all those records, how can you not go Puka? Bill Groman, undrafted out of something called Heidelberg. I like the picture games. of him. 13. 13 games. All right, so all right, Bill yeah. Groman does 13 games. Greatest player ever. They throw four passes a game. Groman catches all four of them and breaks it. <laughs> oh. You look at his picture. It's one of these where he's like, <laughs> you know, or he's like he's through the air like. That's, that's it. That's is, the, is that the ball? It's always the same. Parade magazine. I know. So like, I feel like something's been taken from Groman. Like the whole the whole Groman family was rallying around this record. Do we need a Groman deep dive? I think um, so. Restless, and, and, yes. Rest in peace. Yes. Roman. Yeah, he passed away. Oh, well, he's dead. It's fine. Yeah. We know that. It's okay. Sorry. But, like, we're not going to have him on the show. But, like, you know, Puka shows up with this McVeigh offense and stabs. Ding, 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 ding. Groman's like, I could have put up huge numbers if I played in the McVeigh system. I stand with Groman. It's not Puka. It's not Stroud. It is Bill Groman, 1960. Wherever you are, my friend, I love you. I'm not have show. Didn't you use that full screen in uh, Fab yeah, Five I don't or something? Either. Yeah, like Peter sometimes doesn't prepare his own full screens like nor that. preview them. They just I up. want 16 games, Super Bowl era. People have been fired since then. Peter, yeah, yeah I've got a fire. Oh, yeah. there's, there's a whole graveyard of researchers who I have fired for wrong full screens. I know. Oh, yeah, no. PPR League, Groman would have lit it up right now. <laughs> no, he's all yards. No. Groman's a grown man, I tell you that. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 
Welcome back to Good Morning Football. We are pleased now to be joined by longtime NFL defensive back and, of course, currently the NFL Executive Vice President of Football Operations. A warm welcome to our friend Troy Vincent. What up, Troy? What's up, Troy? How you doing? Thanks for having me. My crew that gets me through every morning. Oh, yes. Come on, baby. Come on. Good morning football. I like like those two teams. We are on board with those two teams, Troy. Okay, so the excitement, all-time high. For 24 teams still available. If you're a fan of any 24, you're in it. Uh, this ties for the most in the last 20 years where teams are still available, contending for a Lombardi. That's an incredible way to explain this season. Um, how does that make you feel about the way this has gone this season? Well, every team goes into the season hoping that yep. last two or three weeks, mm-hmm. do I have a shot? Mm-hmm. And mathematically today, 24 teams mathematically. Right still have a shot. You want to just get in the game. Whether you're the one seed or you're the, you know, you're just getting in that seventh. You want to have a shot to play for the big one. Mm-hmm. It just, I really credit the coaches. Yeah, I really credit the players here. Every game is so competitive. Mm-hmm. When you hear people, are teams tanking? No, that's not in the player's mind. Mm-hmm. He's thinking, I want to compete. He's auditioning all the time. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I, I, love, I love seeing that competitiveness week in and week out. Oh, well, to your point, there's this incredible statistic. We're asked all the time, like, who's your favorite team? Who's your favorite team? And I say, I just want the games to be good. I just want good yeah. games. 70% of the games this year have been within one score in the fourth quarter. What's that been like for you, mm-hmm. and what do you attribute that to? The coaching? Coaching, strategy. Players not giving up, uh. and when you just when you watch the game, and I'm I'm watching every game. If I see a game, 14 points, and my we we, we say, hey, six minutes left. Uh-huh. You got six minutes, 17 or less, with the right number of timeouts. You got a shot. They got a shot. Yeah, and it happens every week. Some teams do it a little bit better, uh-huh. and I always I just give I must give Pete Carroll. If you the Seahawks. Are within ten points in the fourth quarter with four minutes left. Oh, something you know, like he's going to find a way to make it happen. So when I watch week in and week out, it's just a beautiful thing to see strategically the right calls, the right number of timeouts, players making the right mm-hmm. the, the, the right the right throws, mm-hmm. or defensively making the right stops to get off the field. So. Last Beautiful. two weeks, awesome. Pete's team has come back in a final drive, and they've had two different quarterbacks do it. That's pretty good stuff from him. Uh, going to kind of lighten the mood a little bit from, yeah. from the – you also deal with a lot of the officials. Now, we had so much fun with the facial expression of our poor friend Alex Moore, the umpire, <laughs> during a Lamar Jackson play. Uh, this – we said yesterday, can't blame Alex. He's in the right place. And then just things, you know – what do you say, Jason, when you're backing up, when you're backpedaling? You got you to keep your shoulder over your toes. He's cruising right now. He's cruising. It got real. Pain yeah. out. You go down. Troy, you were a great defensive back yourself. You know all about footwork, and you also network with the officials. Alex has had a great two years in the league. Oh! Christmas Day. Christmas Day. He didn't expect this to go down, and that be the meme right there. <laughs> Uh, you know Alex, of course, but you also know how hard these officials work. What was your reaction when you saw this? And have you spoken to Alex at all about becoming internet famous? Well, <laughs> every player hopes not to be on the highlights <laughs> at the end of the game. Right. Like, da da da. Don't. That's where you yeah. w- you don't want to end up. But I would tell you, I think Jay hit it. 
You got to bend at your waist. <laughs> you got to keep your shoulders over your toes. <laughs> it's a great teaching tape That's it. of what not to do. Uh-huh. But I think at the end of it, when we saw it real time, I think Alex's smile. Yeah. It just brought some humor to it. So outside of Lamar, Lamar Jackson's play, Alex... Alex was the, the star of Christmas was, was, was the star Mark Christmas would put anybody on skates. Yeah. Yes. You could do that to anybody. Shoulders over your toes, <laughs> slight bend at your waist, slight bend at your knees. Or you would timber. Yeah. I mean, you can oh, see it real time. Like, oh, here yeah. he goes. Oh, yeah. Here he goes. He's about to go. Ah. So, yeah. Well, Alex is just preparing for the playoffs. That right there, you know, the best sure. the best way to learn from something is Turn when you make up. that mistake. Yes. You never forget it moving forward. And you played 15 years and you talk about playoffs. You've had your fair share of moments and experience. As you look back at your career, what are some that stick out to you of playoff football? It's the losses. Mm. It's the losses. Rookie year. AFC Championship game, favorite to win, mm. I think by double digits Buffalo. against Buffalo. We get we get smoked. Mm. But I'm thinking, I'm going to do this. Is, this is easy. I got Dan Marino at quarterback. We're going to be in this game every year. And it's so tough. And then Philly, great run, lost four, champ, you know, four championship games back-to-back. The only one that we were not favored to win is when we went to St. Louis on a, a playing against the greatest show on turf. But we lost, you know, three at home. Those are my memories. You know, they're not great memories because we lost. But it's a great time. It's a great time for players, for coaches. This is what you play for. Hey, to to be in that final four, as we would say, Mm -hmm. to be able to play for the big one. Mm -hmm. I mean, you've hosted a bunch of trophies. Mm -hmm. So you know the feeling. I still wish I could get there (laughs) or have have been able to to have that feeling. But my, my most memorable moments and the playoff run are the losses. Hmm. There's, a, there's a famous story that Randy Moss says that when they lost in 98, he's at his locker room and he looked next to him and John Randall and Chris Carter are crying and he's like, guys, what are we talking about? He's a rookie. He's like, I didn't get back until 2007 and I still, you know, he never got mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. So it's one of those deals where I think people always think about the victories, but you're here saying losses. Losses, yeah. You watch, as you mentioned, every minute, every game. You are intimately involved in the in-season decision-making, but also off-season quickly approaching. Rule changes is a real thing that happens in your life. The brotherly shove, the tush-push, the thing that the Eagles run that makes everybody else infuriated. Where do we live right now as we approach this off-season with rule changes? Because this is a very hot topic. Well, interesting, over the last two years, is something that we've been monitoring. They just do it really well. The play has evolved. Mm -hmm. It was something last year. Should this be removed? Mm -hmm. Nope. Let's study it. We were asked by the membership and the coaches, let's study it. They do it well. And what you hear from from the competition committee members, the player advisory committees, don't punish the Philadelphia Eagles for doing something well. And now you see from that formation, throwing the ball, Mm -hmm. boots. So it's really evolved. I'm not sure it goes any place. There you go. But the membership will make that, they'll make that decision. What does the membership consist of for the viewers at home? It's a couple coaches, a couple executives, well, right? When I, when I consider, the, when I talk about the membership, and, and thank you for that, for clarification purposes, that's the clubs, that's the owners. I just use the term, uh, the members. Interesting. Okay. I was thinking the competition committee, do they not? Well, the competition, they'll, they'll have a vote. Okay. Um, they'll have a position Got that it. we take to the full membership, which is the clubs, mm. okay. to vote on. I just... You know, I try to stay away from just certain language, certain words, Um, but it is the membership. um, They're all members, part of the, you know, the 32 clubs. But you have the push play. Mm -hmm. One of the things that we've been monitoring closely, if you don't mind me sharing, is the 
the hip drop. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. That has been talked about. We've now studied that like the push play for the last three years, that grab, swivel, and dropping the, the, the unweighting of the body on the on the player, the runner, uh-huh. it's you know talking about 30 times the injury rate. Uh-huh. So we'll be looking at that particular tackle, and then lastly, the special teams play, okay. the kickoff. It's becoming a dead play, you know, with a t- less than 20 percent return rate. It's a dynamic play. We just saw this past week, and yeah. we had a couple big ones. Denver, New England. Yes. So we got to do something to coaches, which I, I believe in the coaches. We have to come up. We had a one-year-only rule with the touchback. Mm-hmm the college rule, but I, this is something that it's important that we keep the foot in the game. Mm-hmm. So there's a clear focus on the kickoff, punt, punt return. Otherwise, we're just out there playing ball, you know. Uh, Troy, thank you so much. Always good to see you, see you in Las Vegas uh, for the Super Bowl. Are you excited well, thank about you. that? Yes, I'm excited. Great. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.